how do you go about uh, accessing frothers? Like, what is your number one tactic for getting in contact with some of these amazing people and potentially the dude who created string theory? Um, I organize fried chicken parties. Yeah. Anyone who attends, even vegans, I yep. am there for a reason because I want to froth as well. About my branding is like every day I'll get a, like a fried chicken reference, a link, yep. an article, clothes, anything to do with fried chicken, I'll get something. Even them eating fried chicken. But there was one article in particular that said they will make chicken nuggets out of a, a feather of a hen. G'day for Rothers. You know those around us who operate at high energy levels? From friends, family, through to the famous. Those who emanate enthusiasm. They inspire you to be better. Their words give you a rush. This rush fires off dopamine right in the middle of your brain's reward centre. My theory is that at times, just before we need to hit our straps, to tap into peak performance in our flow state, we find these people and harness their energy. I call this energy froth. I call these people frothers. This is a journey to find the frothers to understand how they inspire themselves and others to be their best. And I'll pass it on to you on this podcast, dare I say Frothcast, so you can fly into your next challenge, beaming, pumped and full of energy. This is a coffee shop with a Red Bull chaser. This is Finding the Frothers. Hey, Frothers. Uh, This episode is pretty special to me because we talk a lot about the importance of social media. But for me, it's important because I didn't really use social media as an outlet for, uh, I guess, finding frothers or building my business or doing anything like that. And randomly, I can't even remember how, but I decided that I was going to post a video on LinkedIn one day. And this was back when you could post a video on LinkedIn of you doing fart noises and they probably would have pushed it out to two to 3,000 people. Um, so I was actually surprised that I did this video and I, and I did it with my shirt off and I called it LinkedIn lids off. And, um, essentially what that started for me was this kind of roll on effect. And I worked out that LinkedIn was probably one of my, my best channels for getting the message out about 101 tokens and how we can redefine, um, drinking culture, getting the general message out about the work that I do in, uh, peak performance and, and flow states and, yeah, it was it was a revelation because I'd tried Facebook before and hadn't had much luck. So anyway, um, after I started this journey on LinkedIn, I kind of um, came across this uh, lovely lady named String Nguyen, uh, pretty much the top influencer, at least in Australia, on LinkedIn. She's a global LinkedIn influencer. Um, and I still have problems with influencers, that term, because for the most part, I feel like they're just peddling shit. Um, but with String, she gives absolutely epic value and you know i sent her a message way back when and um yeah she she basically got back to me and and gave me a few hints and tips and then her content is literally trying to help people create better content which is which is what is much needed because linkedin um sucks a lot uh these days um with just a fair bit of uh average content out there but um her content's brilliant and the people who follow her and and listen to her uh, create ripping stuff and uh, that's what the world needs more of. So yeah, this episode, we really discuss a lot of it about that, but um, really what inspires her and much about what her mission is for the future and where she sees inserting herself um, can have the most impact and the frothers that she froths with. And she gets to frost with some of the biggest frothers in the, uh, the business world and networking world. So um, 
please forgive a little bit of audio uh, malfunction here. Um, I'm not sure what went wrong, but this is just, you know, sometimes when you shoot li uh, shoot stuff, record stuff, it buggers up. But um, bear with it, enjoy it. And uh, next time we do it, we'll do it live with video because I'm sure there'll be a follow-up conversation with my new buddy, String. And uh, here she is. G'day everyone, welcome to another episode of Finding the Frothers. Today we have an ultimate frother, a creative who is a creator across many channels on the interweb and inspirational to me as well. Welcome, String Ewan. Hey, from the future. Well, <laughs> from Melbourne. From Melbourne, yeah, just down the road, just down the road from Sydney. Uh, now, you are a LinkedIn storyteller. You've done things on Snapchat for women in tech. Uh, you've got uh, masteryourvideo.com uh, where you help people, creators become better creators or just kickstart their creative their creative um, career uh, and you've also interviewed some amazing people like Gary V, Holly Liu and Hugh Forrest. Um, so you are an absolute frother and have interviewed some of the biggest frothers around the world. Well, first thing first, what is a frother for people out there? For people out there, a frother is someone who is operating with high energy levels, someone who inspires other people to be better and really their motivations uh, lie in literally giving people their froth or helping them to, I guess, like what you do with your creativity, identify the things that make them feel alive or come alive. Okay, cool. So it's like, if I had to translate it in strings words, it's people with high frequency living their life, their true self. Beautiful. High frequency and true self are beautiful ways to describe what a frother is. Uh, what are you frothing on at the moment, String? Um... I just like a restated and reminded my true purpose in life, which is increase creative vibes in the world. And Love it. and like finding like tools or people that needs to needs help with creativity and stuff. So like recognizing that frequency and um, unleashing their frequency at the moment as well. Unleashing their potential. I love it. So what's, what is the, the one thing you do in your day to day routine, which allows you to unleash your potential? And your frequency well like i feel like i do if i have like a like talking to a frother feels like allows me to like oh this is what i need to do in life so just finding that frother is really important and maintaining that um, relationship with those frothers as well so what i do on a daily basis is like i had to hire a pa like a person to look after like my list of peoples which is like kind of ironic but it's like you have to maintain this list um, and if I go to certain cities or if I need to like reach out to certain people, I have to remind myself that like, these are the people that I have to maintain relationships with. Um, and it's, and it takes work, right? Uh, like, you know, building up your network of offers or network of people that you care about because like you need to, you can't change the world by yourself. Exactly. Yeah, we need to. We need to band together. I say co-create and dominate is the way forward. <laughs> co-create and dominate. Nice. You can, you can have that hashtag if you like. <laughs> uh, we speak about the people who are important to you in your life. Who are some of those frothers that you connect with um, on the reg who, who allow you to operate at that, that high energy level? We call them anchor frothers. Actually, I stole that from you. <laughs> I stole I stole anchor frothers from you ages ago. You said you, you said in a video that um, you need to. I think you were overseas and you said I need to connect 
uh, I needed I need to connect with an anchor, someone who's in my life that I can go to at any time. And I was like, right on. That's what I'm calling these people who we connect with. So thank you. Yes, like a like um, if, I, if you look at my messenger and the top five people that I talk to, Diane Yoin, I talk to her on a regular basis, and you and she's like the dancing person. Love she's Diana. Super yes, she's super creative. Um, Rachel Bully, who is in Hong Kong right now, and she's uh, figuring out how to like make you know Asians innovators like have the limelight. Um, who else is I talking to? My friend who run businesses as well. I realize they're all Vietnamese. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> they're all Vietnamese. And, and I just had a conversation yesterday with uh, Michael, blockchain people, because I do like blockchain people. Yep. Um, like, you know, these are the people that I have conversations with and I think they go, and, and my co-founder as well, who's, helping me like um, create the digital backend for creative people just to be themselves and they create content and how do you translate that content and monetize them? Awesome. Do you know Holly Stevens by any chance? Yeah. She's like, um, we just had a conversation about videos and captions. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. I'm, she's going to be on the, on the podcast soon as well. So awesome. Uh, she's, uh, like, she's a great person, great personality. Yeah. Massive frother. Lots of energy does Holly. Um, so music, what do you think about music? How does music allow you to access peak performance? You know, like um, if you asked me this question last year, I'd probably say music doesn't tune into my life. <laughs> right. Because I, I realised like um, my bandwidth couldn't handle it. But lately music has been gone. I've been listening to all these rappers and one of them is Tyler the Creative. Yep. Um Flower Boy and Childish Gambino and another one is called RDC as well. So these like three rappers or like um, producers who I've been looking up to lately. Brilliant. Awesome. We might, we might have to chuck one of the songs on, on our playlist um, that we'll create from uh, all the finding the frothers that we interview. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about just, the, I know you've got quite a powerful inner circle, but is there anyone just reciting out on the boundaries who you'd really like to connect with? in the near future? Um, I had like one amazing conversation with story boxes and they do videos with social impact projects mm -hmm. and I would love to do more things with them. Social impact projects. Yes. Their videos or their documentaries, any media projects they picked up, they must have a social impact project or social change. Okay. Amazing. Yeah, I love that. Obviously, we're very aligned in that, that space as well. Um, we'll just try and give back where possible. Uh, is there anyone in your personal life or otherwise who's who has passed away who you still draw strength from? Mm, Oprah is probably the best example of the person who I feel like uh, she's my role model, I guess. Oprah hasn't passed away yet. Sorry. I know. <laughs> I'm jinxing it. I'm totally. Oh, I got, no, that's all right. I got Diana with this question when we were, I did an interview with her on LinkedIn as well. She's like, <laughs> I don't want to think of death because it's like. That's um, cool. That can be your answer. Awesome. That's fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> See, like, I totally ignore the death question one. <laughs> that's totally fine. Ignore, ignore away. This is this is a fluid interview. No rules. Do whatever you want. <laughs> uh, so I know you've met people like Gary V. You've met. Um, probably a lot of your heroes at a lot of the conventions that you've gone to in terms of the creative space. 
is there someone that the ultimate person that you would like to meet? Maybe is Oprah. Uh, and can you take me to that first 15 minutes with them? With Oprah or someone else that I want to talk to? Oh, so it's like this dude that at this conf- um, conference that I met in Queensland, same place that I'm kind of connected with the, uh, the story boxes people. Uh, he runs the Virgin startup. So Virgin is better known by Richard Branson. He opened up a philanthropy to help entrepreneurs get, um, have funding to do their projects and stuff. So we were having a great conversation about the future of startups and things like that. So the first 15 minutes will be like talking about education with him because he's into education as well. Beautiful. What was his name? Mm. Ian. I forgot his last name. Okay. We'll, we'll find that out offline. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> he's not hard to find. He's just like Google version startups. Startups. Okay. He's in Queensland at the moment. Yeah. Is that Virgin's own program? Yeah. They, they, I think they've been open around for like seven years already. And uh, Ian, I hope he's got his name right. Um, He's in like uh, Queensland or Brisbane specifically as like a EIR to check out the Australian economic system and see if they they could open up like a Virgin startups in Australia. Right. Okay. And so they're pretty big overseas, are they? Yeah, they help a lot of like um, entrepreneurs already and stuff. And it's across like a bunch of different fields. It's not necessarily just yeah. Virgin related. Okay. Well, like, well Virgin has um, Richard Branson pretty much helped launch B Corp. Did he? Yeah, I, I I remember watching a webinar to launch it, and Richard Branson was the spokesperson for it. Yeah, what's your what's your take on B Corps? Well, it's like a um, corporates love anything to minimise risk and certification. So B Corp is just like their way of just saying that we're pro social impact. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. I've got a friend who does consulting for B Corps, and um, it's a bit of a process, but I think they're um, it's a great initiative to have people, I guess, be accountable but it also looks good for a brand to be to be supporting and, and doing and doing the positive stuff as well yeah, kickstarter i think is a big call kickstarter okay hmm. always find it interesting with the brands that like uh were you know say like salesforce um who are obviously massive company now but have stuck to their guns on you know their one percent rule where it's basically like one percent of all their revenue goes to charitable causes. 1% of all their time goes to their staff volunteering and 1% of all their products, so all their softwares and stuff, um, will go to charitable causes as well. So obviously as a 10-person company, it's, uh, it's, it's still impressive, I guess. It's still quite a few days out of, out of the year for, for volunteering and, and a bit of money, but when you're getting up to your staff in thousands in a multinational company, it, it's, um, it's great to see companies like that actually sticking to their guns when obviously that could, could be a bit tougher. Because I think in America, the philanthropy is more of a big deal than Australia. And um, they also have like corporate responsibilities as part of the ethos. And yep. I think that's like something that's inherent in their thing. So I think that's like um, something that Australia should embrace as well. And it's like, we should do something like, you know, I've been talking to other startups who are big corp and like they really embrace like social impacts and stuff like that. So if you believe in that, you need to like, but I do think it's like a top-down experience. 
corporate because it's all about the ladder experience, right? Um, if they and the fact that like um, Salesforce does that is amazing. Yeah, I think you, that's like you need frothers at the top to instill the froth into and in, in, in increase that frequency of staff members um, throughout the whole company and then to not lose sight of it as you scale and grow, mm-hmm. um, which I think the best companies seem to be able to do um, by bringing in good leaders to, to lead the guys underneath. Um, yeah, super frothy companies. Love speaking about Salesforce and, um, and those guys. Really? Yeah, I guess I've just worked because I've worked directly with them. I like, I just like the fact that they've held on to those values. And if someone says I'm going to Thailand to, to work at Northinch for a week, they'll make it happen. And if they, if their staff don't take the days that they're supposed to, then they'll be called out. So it's not like it's the, it's the opposite to the machine. So like, if you think I'm not going to name any names, but, um, the bigger financial industries potentially um, where they do have their volunteer days, the company isn't going to mention that over and over and call someone out if they don't do their volunteer days because they're obviously losing head hours and quite a lot at that scale. So I really, I'm just, I, I really like that. And I, I think if I were to go on and build a company one day, I'd like to look to those companies who have scaled. And if that was the path I went on, that'd be something I'd try and instill the whole way through well it's almost like leading the way right so you probably have to like um do volunteering work or uh, enforce that yourself because the better leaders are the one who show the way not tell people tell people to do what do that exactly you know that's right if they're still doing it you know 20 years on they're still following that ethos then yeah yeah i love it they must have to check in a fair bit because i'm sure you can get lost along the way uh especially when you start getting investors and there's like you know maybe more of a foot on the neck to um, be getting that return. Yeah. So what about you? What are you What are you frothing at the moment? What projects are you working on at the moment? Well, I'm frothing on um, conscious consumption is like, I guess, the umbrella term, but helping people or guiding uh, people to become smarter drinkers is the terminology. So it's a pro, my 101 Tokens is a pro-choice movement um, and allowing people just to sort of not be told what to do, but to, to identify traits within how they consume and then become better for both themselves and, and people around them and the planet. Awesome. And um, how's Shreya doing in terms of like smart drinking? Oh, so the media would like to have you believe that um, Australia's drinking less alcohol by units. Um, but unfortunately, which may be the case, and, and there's a few different reasons for that, um, but uh, in actual fact, in terms of statistics like violence, um, people being admitted to hospital, uh, people with the intention of getting drunk is all going backwards. So, um, yeah, more people in hospital, more people getting punched out, uh, whether that's out, outside or in the home. Um, yeah, it's, we're going the wrong direction. And unfortunately, uh, the World Health Organization, well, fortunately, the World Health Organization has a remit that we need to decrease alcohol-related harm by 10% by 2025. Uh, and countries like Australia are going backwards. So we really need to pull our fingers out if we're gonna um, if we're gonna make a difference. But then again, looking at the state of affairs with uh, the people who are in power now and and kind of denying climate change and things like that, um, it's hard to see the the powers that be uh, getting behind this shift if they're denying stuff that the UN are putting out anyway. Um, yeah. So it doesn't feel like they're going to be accountable. But I think we as 
the people have have the power to do it ourselves. We just need need the right guidance and the right um, the right people, you know, sharing yeah. the message. A lot of people are like going to incentivize or associate drinking with fun. Correct. Correct. And it can be. And that's the thing. It's like, and there is it, there is, I call it hacking tipsy. Yeah. So it can be. And, and the idea is not to take anything away from people because these, I call them vices, is like, I guess, um, can serve a purpose, but it's just, it has to be done in the right way. It's just when you go out playing silly buggers, that's when people get injured and, and people ruin it for everyone. Case in point, Sydney lockout laws basically destroyed the live music industry um in sydney it's also destroyed the the international scene because a lot of my international friends says like there's something wrong with sydney's nightlife yeah or it used to be one of the top five places to go out um in the world like consistently because you used to be able to go and see world-class djs till whenever o'clock or whatever on whatever night um and then unfortunately on you know your fridays and saturday nights you get um bulk dickheads being drunk and you know the odd occasional um incident um and it just happened too many times and knee-jerk reaction um from the government but yeah that's a whole kettle of fish <laughs> to dive into and sydney is a nanny state now well australia has become more nanny-ish yeah which is a real shame um as i get older i'm like i don't i don't really want to go out and party all night anymore but i i'd like the options still so i think australians like to feel like they're in control um and yeah, at the moment, we're just, we're not really. But yeah, so what in the world are you most frothing about in the future? Mm, for someone who likes fried chicken, I think, I have a feeling that vegans is going to be the trend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. I'm, I'm a trendsetter, right? Or like see trends and stuff. Yep. And I noticed like um, I've been traveling more and vegans and vegetarians are becoming like the social norm now. Not that like they're not normal or anything like that. I'm just saying it's becoming more mainstream. Exactly. Yeah, it's huge. And I, I think maybe like, well, you don't have to give up the fried chicken because you've got um, like the Good Food Institute building clean meat, all those um, smart meat alternatives where you've got um, cultured meats being created. So out of test tubes, so like that'll, that'll take a while to, to take off. But I know there's going to, I'm sure they're making chicken over there. Well, like, so every day, the crazy thing about my branding is like every day I'll get a, like a fried chicken reference, a link, yep. an article, clothes, anything to do with fried chicken, I'll get something, even them eating fried chicken. But there was one article in particular that said they will make chicken nuggets out of a, a feather of a hen. Right. Okay. I guess that makes sense. They're pulling out the cells. And micro cells and then they just yeah so that's no cruelty so there's vegans out there some pretty famous vegans who have said have come out and said when when this food is more affordable uh they will eat meat again and, and as long as it aligns with their their health requirements a lot of people become vegans and vegetarians because it's a healthier way of living so yeah and and a vegan fact uh, honey is not vegan yeah i know i know my friend's a vegan, she says, because she, um, yeah, yeah. So she she has honey, but it's ethically raised honey. So she's a vegan because <laughs> she wants to eat honey. Yeah, she wants to eat honey, and yeah, I mean, yeah, that's 
people can argue about that either way, but um, she's pretty she's pretty good in the conscious consumption thing. Um, plastic free mermaid. She's all about um, teaching people how to uh, use less plastics and well, uh, trying to eradicate cool. single use plastics um, first and foremost, but then to to cut down on their plastic consumption across the board, which is cool. Uh, so I've got a question based on your many gifts that you have. If you could condense your favorite gift or your number one gift into one workshop, what would the concept be and nor the title? What does it mean like gift in terms of like my skill set? Yeah, your skill set, yeah. Uh, telling your story. Oh, no, the seven Bs, strings theory of personal branding and influence. Beautiful. String theory is, uh, is one of your hashtags as well. Very clever. And, uh, I don't think so. It's actually the community because I'm always like um, tactical and breaking theories down. Um, so it's like I've um, gone down the science nerdy path and it's like, oh, you know, atoms and frequency and energy is like something that like string theory actually uses as well. Yeah. Can you uh, explain string theory for us in detail? No, it's like the theory of the world. <laughs> I'm joking. I, I, <laughs> no, the theory the, of the world. Yeah, I know. I, I tried to watch. Um, I tried to watch. Who's the guy who invented it? I can't think of his name at the moment. I think he's coming out to Australia. That guy. Did um, he? Did he? Yeah. You'll probably like me because I'm string. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, actually, that leads me to my next question. How do you go about uh, accessing frothers? Like, what is your number one tactic for? Um, getting in contact with some of these amazing people and potentially the dude who created string theory. No, um, I organize fried chicken parties. Yep. Anyone who attends, even vegans, I yep. am there for a reason because I want to froth as well. Fried chicken, froth, like, I love it. So, yeah, actually, so that's good. Creating an event which is uniquely yourself uh, and inviting frothers that you'd love to connect with and, and providing value. And, you know, that's that's what you're doing on a day-to-day basis. And um, no wonder people want to come hang out with you and have some fried chicken. Do you actually, do you have a favorite fried chicken store? Yeah, Mary's like, um, like uh, does a really good fried chicken. And it's the, actually the side dish that I really love. It's like um, mashed potato with like a chicken lard gravy kind of thing. That's really yummy. Where's that? Mary's? Newtown. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. Cool. Not too far from me. No, go for it. If you, but if you feel like, uh, are you a vegan, vegetarian? No, I'm, um, I have applied my 101 tokens to my meat consumption. So I only usually eat meat once, twice a week. But um, yeah, definitely when it's worth it, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll crack on. So is there, any, is there, are there any books that you're reading at the moment that you're absolutely frothing on? Mm. And the audio books. The Ego is Your Enemy. By Ryan Holiday. Awesome. Have you read The Obstacle is the Way? No, um, but I'm also reading like a Homo Spacian book as well. I forgot his name, Yuval or something. Oh, Sapiens. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't read that yet, but um, it's high on the list. Actually, he did an interview with Tristan Harris um, and The Wired Editor, which is worth checking out. I think it's like 50 minutes. Yeah, yeah. I think I read, I watched that one. But there's also like another book that he wrote as well called The... 21 ideas in the 21st centuries or something like that. Yeah. I like, I need to read all of his books. I think yes. <laughs> everyone, it's, it's pretty much like if you ask people about books, it's, it's the one that the most people talk, it seem to be talking about one of his books at, at this point in time. Well, yeah, even like 
I would, um, even like watching his like YouTube or like um, his keynotes speeches, mm-hmm. he's pretty full on, but he gives like the core key messages in them. So then that gives you like a little a teaser of what he's like all about. Most definitely. Oh, have we just set each other a challenge of who can um, speak to Yuval Nahari first? Well, you've got to catch him when he's not on his silent retreat. He spends like uh, some, you know, maybe a, a quarter of the year on silent retreats or something. Well, I'm not surprised because like um, philosophers need thinking time and they need to like the way you like um, allow them to be creative. And creativity means like you need some breathing space to just to think or connect dots. Exactly. But how is how, how much is that completely the opposite to what we all kind of feel at the moment about we need to be creating all the time and we need to be connecting or connected to our devices all the time. It's kind of um, yeah. just to see the smartest minds in the world uh, who meditate, you know, two hours a day or whatever, or go on these silent retreats is actually a pretty good indicator that maybe a lot of us are doing it wrong. Well, I think so. Um, even my secret is like I have someone else, if I want one week of not being online, I have someone else do it. <laughs> I have my library of content, but someone yeah. else to push it yeah. up. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I think you, there's there's no way um, people who are on on all these different channels can be on all the channels at once and and um, pushing out all the content. Like, yeah, it's unsustainable. Um, but yeah, so I'll I'll try and um, try and figure out if the the string double is um, actually on the screen. No, yeah, you catch it out. <laughs> <laughs> Another game, right? You'd like, you go and watch out. It's like, is this string? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so what's the best way to contact string? Like what's the, the best space to steal your froth to get that higher energy frequency? LinkedIn, but if you um on Instagram quite a lot now, string story. So that's why you should connect with me. But LinkedIn is where like, I get the more professional thinking about the world and stuff. And um, Instagram is where I just like hang out with my friends. Brilliant. Brilliant. So something I'd like to do on my podcast at the end is connect a frother with a frother. Uh, And just timely, in fact, I've just connected with a frother from my past. And it's interesting that you mentioned um, interviewing people who are doing positive impact projects and connecting with them. So I'd love to connect you with a a New York-based photographer uh, his name's Aldo Saligno, and he has a project called Rare Lives and basically takes photos of um, people who have rare diseases. Uh, and he's just a super interesting cat. Like his day job, he's um, he works for Ferrari on their social media stuff. Um, so he's kind of got these, this juxtaposition of, you know, a big media brand and then these beautifully human stories. Not that Ferrari can't tell those stories, um, but... I feel like you guys would probably have a lot to talk about and potentially go grab some delicious fried chicken next time you're in New York because I know you're jet setting quite a lot. So yeah, I'd love to connect you with that frother. Sounds awesome. That sounds awesome. Like, let me know. Like, connect with me. Um, New York is on my list again to visit next year. Yeah. Well, you were there this year, weren't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, any other frothers you'd like to have a little shout out to before, before we uh, finish up? Shout out to... Benny for like organizing this. <laughs> Thanks. I didn't. I didn't pay to do that. That's um. That's totally organic. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for coming on. I'm so stoked that I've actually got the chance to to speak with you one on one after many um 
many sort of, I guess, online chats on LinkedIn and, and whatnot. Um, yeah, super inspirational and I'm really looking forward to what what's coming next from, from String. All right, thank you so much for having me on. No worries. Ciao. Ciao. Quick one, guys, to keep this show afloat, feel free to subscribe and share the love. Maybe even leave a cheeky comment review. That'd be awesome. You can find the show notes on my website at bennywallington.com. And finally, this episode was sponsored by my grandma, Joyce Reichel, who passed away last year from dementia. She was one of the original frothers and would talk to anyone on the bus, train, or wherever and generously impart her energy and wisdom. So if you see an elderly person who's looking for someone to froth with, go and hang out with them. They've got the best stories. Also, a huge shout out to our producer, Lily Haynes, for bringing this to life, and Billy Otto, who created that beautiful introduction in true Billy Otto style. Also, my buddies in Australia and the UK who have been super generous in swimming me feedback. In a way, all of you guys are sponsoring me with your time. Love to the guests, past and future, and also to you guys for listening. Ciao for now. You.